Today's verse is Romans 9.1. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans one verse at a time, and this is the beginning of uh, chapter 9. Um, so let, let me sort of introduce where we are right now. Uh, and before I do that, let me say this. I, you would think that me spending all this time doing this, I would have, have, I would have read through all of you know, Romans and then had like some plan as to how I was going to you know, introduce topics as, as we go. Uh, I, I didn't do that. I, I've, I've done this intentionally. Like I'm reading this um, as we go and, you know, waking up this morning, I didn't know like where we were going. Like I was, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm researching it and coming in like fresh. So you you really are getting my like opinion or, you know, take on versus as we go. Uh, and I don't really know like where we go. I mean, I, I have in the back of my memory, like certain verses like, you know, Romans 838, 838, 839, Romans 828, and, you know, a lot of others. But, um, but in general, like, I don't know where, where we're heading here. I'm, I don't have Romans like memorized all that well. So, um, it it was a surprise to me, you know, that we're heading into these three chapters, nine, 10, 11, that are of some, um, I don't know. Some people apparently don't like Romans, uh, nine, 10 and 11. They think that it's sort of out of place and, um, and, and think that, that, it would fit a lot better if you went straight from the promises of, you know, the end of chapter eight, which is amazing, right into chapter twelve. And let me explain why that is. So Romans nine, ten, and eleven are sort of a uh, diversion. Um, Paul is going to anticipate. Paul does this really well. Um, he's done this like a dozen times already. He's anticipating problems from the church in Rome. He doesn't know the church in Rome. He's never been to Rome. Um, but he's guessing he's heard about them. He's heard that there is a lot of infighting. Um, we, we talked about this months ago, but let me repeat, uh, just so you understand why, why it is that we're about to talk about what we're about to talk about. Um, for, um, for the longest time, the, the, the church was, uh, run by ethnic Jewish people. And then, um, and then the ethnic Jewish people were exiled from Rome for a period, and the Gentiles took over. Now, as Paul's writing this, the, the ethnic Jewish people have been allowed back into Rome, but now there's all this infighting. The uh, ethnic Jewish people are saying, "We're in charge. We're the you know we're still the you know the special people, the promised, um, the promised people that are you know we've always been." special uh and the gentiles are like well, wait a second we're we're just the same as you so there is all this infighting uh paul has heard about the infighting and that's why he's going he's, he's anticipating something that may not be something that we today are super focused on but it is i'm, I'm going to explain as we go through it why this is a good word for us in the here and now even though we don't you know hopefully don't have like ethnic uh disputes within our our churches um of course we have disputes hopefully they're not about like you know one big group versus another big group um but here's what's going on so in if imagine that you're a gentile reading romans chapter 8 and you're hearing my goodness i mean we're 
we have the same promises that all of the uh, ethnic Jewish people had. We've got, you know, we got now the, the gift of the spirit. Um, we we're, we've been adopted as God's children. We've got all this future glory. We we've, we were, and then God has just promised us that our, there's nothing that, that he can do or that we can do to ever take this away, that, that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. This is great. If, if you're the, the Gentiles and then Paul is anticipating the ethnic Jewish people in the church in Rome, reading this and being like, hold on a second. We were the, we were the special people and we haven't really gotten what we think we were promised here. Um, how, how, what's, what's the deal? And so Paul's going to go into three chapters where he's going to explain why he's going to talk about the promise made to, um, the, 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 the nation of Israel and how this is, they're still, you know, they, 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 they still need to be on board with the, with this new, um, this new way, this new world order where the Gentiles are equal to them. It's something that Paul spent a lot of time on, uh, back, you know, several chapters ago, but he's going to do it again now. And let me sort of explain what, why it is. So the, um, the Jewish people had had a sort of a, a bad run of, of things throughout history and they'd been persecuted, enslaved, and they had always been looking for, um, they'd always been looking for, um, freedom for, for them to, for the, you know, the throne of David to, um, you know, release them and, and for them to be, you know, in charge on this, on this, on this planet. And it, and to them, it, it's just never, it, it's never happened. And they, you, you, there is disappointment and, and Paul's going to deal with that in these three verses, but you can, I mean, think back to, you know, throughout Jesus's ministry, he was dealing with uh, Jewish people who wanted him to be a political uh, savior, who wanted to free them from uh, f- from rulers they did not like, and then free them and make them their own nation. They wanted political salvation more than anything else. They weren't looking for, they, they thought that they were doing everything that God wanted them to do, and they just needed some political help. That's what they, that's how they viewed Jesus, that, that was their hope for Jesus. And you can see that in, in, in a lot of the, you know, a lot of the New Testament. So for example, in, in Luke, when, when Luke is writing about the, um, the walk to Emmaus, um, it, it talks about how before the people realized that Jesus was Jesus, uh, they were disappointed. They were talking about how we had hoped that, uh, that, that this Jesus would be our, you know, our political savior, that he would free us, free Israel from bondage. And, you know, even later in, uh, in the beginning of Acts in Acts one, um, right when Jesus is, is about to, to leave and they're like, okay, well now, now's the time, right? Jesus, now's the time when, when you're going to, to free Israel and we're, you know, we're, we're finally going to get our political salvation. Um, and he said, no, it, he said, it's coming. It, it, it is going to come when, when all of this will be made right, but it, you, I'm not going to tell you the, the, the date or the time. And again, they're disappointed. It's people for over and over the, the, the Jewish people feel like they haven't gotten, um, they haven't gotten what's there. So what's coming here in the next three chapters is Paul dealing with a disappointed people because they're looking at it saying, well, wait a second, we've, we've, we've suffered, we've suffered fighting God's war for, for him for, you know, millennia. Um, what, what, what's the deal here? Why, 
Why are all of a sudden the Gentiles able to swoop in and get all of the benefit without having, you know, suffered what we've suffered? So that's where we're heading here. Um, but it's a good word here. And, and we're getting uh, the thing about to know about Paul is Paul is an ethnic Jewish guy. Um, so he uh, he we're about to read some verses where he is really pouring his heart out and feeling for the position that the, the Jewish people are taking. But um, so we're, we're getting there. But anyway, that's sort of setting the stage of where we're going. But let me tell you about this first verse in chapter nine. I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience bears me, me witness in the Holy Spirit. What Paul is trying to say is I, I'm about to be very honest with you. I'm about to be very, um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. And what he's saying, the, that word that he, he uses for truth is the same word that, um, that, that John used in, um, when he's talking about, um, the, the truth. And, you know, when Jesus was saying, um, when, when Jesus was saying in John eight, uh, 31, um, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That Greek word that, that, that Paul uses for, I'm telling, I'm telling you the truth is the same one that John wrote as Jesus's words in, 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 uh, chapter eight of John, what he's trying to say is, but, but notice what that means. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. What prefaces, what, what, what precedes that is if you abide in my word. You are truly my disciples. the The truth that 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 Paul is linking this to is the word. The word is 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 what he's speaking to truthfully. What he's trying to tell the the Jewish members of the church in Rome is that I'm speaking to you biblically. I'm telling you this deep truth that we know in Jesus. So that's that's uh, Romans nine one. Uh, come back tomorrow and we'll talk about Romans nine two. But thanks for listening today.